Hello, it's the 50th episode of this little podcast called Delisted the Podcast. And so for the 50th time, I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. And congratulations, Michael, on 50 wonderful episodes. It's all downhill from here. Well, we're we're already at the bottom of the Yeah, so we're, it's all we're underground. <laughs> we're all we're already we're underground. Well, yeah. we're in hell actually, so there's really nowhere to With go. No escape. But, but fifty episodes. We're fifty episodes. Yeah, we're we can basic- kick. Wait, what is it? I like to kick, stretch, and kick. I'm fifty episodes old. But really, we want to thank all of you for listening to us for almost a year. And we're almost a year old. I know. And if you listen to all 49 episodes, and after this, 50 episodes, thank you. You're probably in a mental hospital listening to this because you listened to 49 episodes of us going on about dick. I was going to say, thank thank you, you, and what's wrong with you? (laughs) Exactly. But here's to 50 more. Yes. Well, watch us get pulled from <laughs> I know. Apple after like this episode, 51. <laughs> which we might, since we're going to talk about cat dick. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it's quite possible. We're so not making that, it to our 100th anniversary for sure. So that leads us to the Cats trailer. Mm-hmm. So the Cats trailer came out last week. And Did. so the internet and social media has already dissected, analyzed, and joked about every single second of that two and a half minute trailer. But we're barely talking about it now because we're timely like that. Well, when it actually first came out, when I saw the trailer, I was maybe like six seconds into it. And my first thought was, do I need to text you and be like, we need an emergency podcast meeting? Because I think I was in therapy. So that would have been a great (laughs) time. I didn't see it until after I got out of therapy. So that I really wish I would have seen it before. before yeah. The whole session would have been about that. I saw it before I went to bed, and let me tell you, I had some nightmares that night. Yeah. So it comes out this Christmas, Merry mm-hmm. Christmas, and of course, it's based on the 1981 Andrew Lloyd Webber stage musical, which is based on that book of poems by T.S. Eliot. Mm-hmm. So it's directed by Tom Hooper, who directed the Les Misérables movie. Yeah. And it's executive produced by Steven Spielberg. So Spielberg, he's been attached to this for a while. He was mm-hmm. going to do a cartoon movie of Cats in the 90s. But thank God that didn't happen because then we wouldn't have this Cats. I know. I like part of me really wanted to see the Cats cartoon. But I'm it's oh, like no. I, if I if I had to you know save that one to spare the other or whatever it's called. I don't know the term. Term. Yeah, but this you is know way I mean. better. Do you are you familiar with cats? Do you know what it's about? Am I familiar with cats, Michael? Okay, cats is one of my favorite musicals, and I am okay. not a musical person. So tell everyone what it's about. Though. Okay, so cats, and I need to stress, I loved cats before I saw it, and I saw cats like in my late twenties. So like I loved it for a long time. Anyway, point is okay. So cats is this musical where all these cats that are friends together. They all get together and they... Well, they're not all friends. Excuse me. Yes, that's true. They have ostracized one of the cats. Well, they're a tribe. Yeah, they're They're called the Jellicle Cats. They're like a community. It's like a gated community of cats. Like, not all of them are going to get together, but they all kind of live together. So they all introduce themselves and they all have, like, interesting personalities, you know? Like, it's like, hi, I'm Rumtongue Tugger. I'm a sexy cat. Or it's like, I'm Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser and we're we're wacky prank playing cats. And so then um, at the end, 
um, Grizabella comes out and she's like really sad and finally all the cats accept her and she sings a song about um, dying and then she dies and that's the whole musical. Well, it's about like the Jellicle cats. There's some plot, Allison. The Jellicle <laughs> cats, so they're like a tribe right. and they meet for the Jellicle ball where the leader, Old Deuteronomy, Old Deuteronomy, the theater Old Deuteronomy, played, well, the leader played, so it's played by, it's usually played by a dude on the stage musical, but yes. in the movie, it's played by Judy Dench. Sorry, I was wrong. Old Deuteronomy is not the theater cat. No, I was like, I don't yeah. think that's right. The Old Deuteronomy is like the leader. Yeah. So Old Deuteronomy picks one cat to go like to heaven and be reborn into a new life. So you just gave away who it was. I know, so, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert on a 38-year-old musical. <laughs> well, this movie is going to open it up to a new world of drug users, because that's who's only going to go see it, stoners. Yeah. But anyways, okay, so the cast, in case you didn't know, is made up of Jennifer Hudson, who's Grizabella, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, James Corden, Ian McKellen, Judy Dench, like I already mentioned, Jason Derulo, Rebel Wilson, and Idris Elba, who's like the hot criminal cat, McCavity. Yes. And even like in CGI cat drag, he looks hot. Yeah, I mean, he did look kind of, he looks dangerous. I'll say that much. Well, yeah, because he's, he's bad. Yeah, he's a bad he's boy. He's the bad cat. He kind of looks like uh, Puss in Boots, but yeah. like Puss in Boots is like bad brother who's like Puss in Biker Boots. Yeah. And I usually don't get into pussy, but I get into Idris Elba's a cat. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so now let's talk about the look of the movie. So months ago, before the trailer came out, there was a rumor that they were going to take a more Lion King approach to it. Like, right. you know, like in the live action Lion King, the animals look real. Yeah. So there was a rumor that they were going to make the cats look like cats, but with human faces. Yeah, which is like a, a nightmare. That's a oh, nightmare. That'd be the end of humanity. We'd all die of fear. That would be it. But they didn't do that. So instead, they CGI the fur and the tails and cat features onto the actors. So it's still pretty much a horror movie. Well, it's because so- it looks totally, it's pretty different than the stage musical. Like the stage musical, they're, I mean, they're wearing leotards and makeup. Likewise. I mean, it's obvious yeah. they're, they're humans. It's like Halloween. Yeah, they're like, I'm, a, yeah, it's like, I'm a cat, meow, here's my ears, look at my tail, whereas this is like, I I am looking through your soul, I am a cat, I will visit you in your nightmares tonight. It's really... In the stage musical, they have cat tits, but in this, they're, the cat tits are more pronounced. Well, I was gonna say more pronounced, they're, like, to me, they all looked like weird, like, they look kind of like... Flattened. Barbie, flattened yeah. and Barbie dolls, except for Rebel Wilson, who plays Jenny Annie Dots. She has like full on kitty titties. They're like, they're like double D kitty titty. They like jiggle. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Cause she, yeah. And the dudes, they have like Barbie crotch, furry Barbie crotch. They don't have dicks. Well, to be fair, cats don't really have dicks but i will say though that in the if you go to see the musical sometimes you can see a bulge yeah you can see a bulge but this is like barbie crotch and honestly i've seen a picture of a cat penis before but after i watched this trailer because when i wrote about i was writing about cat dick of course i Mm -hmm. wrote about this on the site and i wrote about cat dick so i googled cat penis of course you've seen one right no michael (laughs) 
You've never seen a cat penis in a picture? My mind is like innocent and clean. I don't know anything gross. And Well, okay. They kind of look like... I know, they got a hook. Pacifiers or masochists. (laughs) They're like rubbery and spiked. Uh, I mean, we better see Idris Elba's spiked cat dick in the director's cut. We're not. Go- we're not going to. The universe is going to curse us for like giving people that image that they're going to take away his cat dick. They'll be like, no. <laughs> but like, who I think they really fucked up was Jennifer Hudson. Oh, she when, looks a mess. When I saw her face, I was like, I, I'm not kidding. This is not a joke for the podcast. When I saw the uh, trailer and I saw Jennifer Hudson's face as Grizabella, I was like. Oh no, they have released an early cut of the trailer that didn't have the right image in it. Like they were yeah, using like it a placeholder. Look like that. It looks like a Halloween mask of a cat. You know those like 1970s, like those like plastic. It's like a Thundercat mask. mask. Yeah, it is. But it's also her face shape is really weird. Like her forehead is like 25% of what it should be. And her, oh, it's just, you know what, Jennifer Hudson. It's not right. So like she plays, like I said, Grizabella was like, the glamour cat but she's kind of losing her glamour yeah and in the stage musical she has long curly hair like mariah carey Mm -hmm. if mariah carey was poor like she she is kind of like janky and has mange but she looks better in the stage musical like yeah you can tell she was like glamorous yeah like one point yeah grizabella in the stage musical is very like Sunset Boulevard, Norma Desmond, where it's like, she looks busted now, but you can, if you squint, you can see where she was classy. Whereas, like, this Grizabella looks like... <laughs> I'm Scary. About, well, no, I'm about to give a really, really disturbing analogy. But it's kind of like if you went to the vet's office and you were like, show me where you put the cats after you've <laughs> euthanized them. Yeah, and she, she her looks face, like all the cats on that pile. Yeah, it's in her terrible. face, she's like, please euthanize me. Please... <laughs> Please put me down. And that's the other thing. Like, she, I think Jennifer Hudson's too young. I think so, too. Grizabella's got to be someone in their, like, well, it has to be, like, an aging star. Like, it should have been Judy Dench. Uh, no. Well, it should have been somebody Judy Dench. It should have been Celine Dion, honestly. She would, <gasps> she could have done I'm telling you. Celine Dion, Jocelyn Wildenstein. They don't even need makeup or CGI for Jocelyn Wildenstein. Or Earth, a hologram Eartha Kit. That, yeah. Honestly, that's how bad, that's how crazy this movie is they could have just filled the they all look like holograms anyway yeah so and it would have been cheaper Mm -hmm. and so the there's also another character that has pissed people off so francesca hayward Mm -hmm. she plays the main character which is uh victoria the white she's Mm -hmm. a kitten so francesca is black and since she um she's a ballet star and since she plays victoria the white they put white fur on her Mm-hmm. And so some people on Twitter got pissed and accused the filmmakers for whitewashing Francesca. I th- so basically for whitewashing her with CGI cat fur. Yeah. And I think that like, I think one of the arguments that I read was they were like, when you look at Taylor Swift, they're like, you can tell it's Taylor Swift. But they're like, when you look at Victoria, the white, the white kitten, cat. they're like, it just looks like some white cat. It doesn't actually look like this woman of color. I will say this, to be fair. What, what do you... Th- well, when... She, she looks like her to me. I've seen side-by-side yeah, pictures. Yeah, I think she, she looks, looks like, like her. She looks like her to me. Yeah. I think that this is... To me, I understand where people are coming from, but it's also like a seeing the forest for the trees kind of thing. I'm full of, like, these spiritual metaphors today. But... Um, Have you been smoking weed? 
No, I just ate a Pizza Hut pizza, so I'm like high on chemicals. Like, um, yeah. So, uh, to me, she's the only one who looks halfway decent. Like out of everyone, out of every cat, like Bustopher Jones, that looks like uh, Danny DeVito is the penguin in Batman Returns. Like she is the only one where I look and I'm like, okay, she doesn't scare me. She looks kind of cute. She like looks like a cat. She looks the closest to the musical to me. So yeah. like I know people are getting mad, but I'm also like, oh, but also like she she also looks really good though. Well, no, because in the musical, her hair she has this like. Phyllis Diller hair, which I yes. love. Mm-hmm. And sadly, they didn't give her that. So I, I have to side with the people who hate it because they didn't give her that Phyllis Diller Fair enough. hair. So uh, I also, when I wrote about this on Dealers, I mentioned how the furries must be jacking off to this. Yeah. So, but that's not so. So one furry told BuzzFeed that Cats is not going to be porn for furries because furries generally like the cartoony aesthetic and the cats and cats are just like human cats. So he said, furries want something they can fuck fat to. And the cats movie is not that the the ballet aspects are display of human beauty in movement and form. If you CGI that it'll be trashy. Also cats is not a particularly comfortable watch to begin with. It's meant to be like, well, cats. You know what? BuzzFeed really should clear a spot on their awards shelf because they're going to get a Pulitzer for that type of reporting. Well, that's what I wanted to know because I honestly thought of the furries. <laughs> yeah. And there, and another furry said like, yeah, it makes sense why people would think of us, but this is not our thing. Well, it's true, though, because furries all have that like DreamWorks face where like the one eyebrow is like up a little bit higher than the other. It's like kind of cocky. Like they're like, hey, my name's Jaden. I'm a wolf. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they're so into that. They're not into cats that look like people that look like cats but then they look like people yeah that's not their thing they're not going to be fapping to it but i will because of idris elba although i don't like that he's one of the only cats wearing clothes yeah why well i'm just i'm telling too much about myself saying like i'm into a naked cat idris elba no i don't need to end up on a list michael you're already on a list for googling cat penis i hate to break it to you yeah i i will say jason derulo also kind of looks okay yeah, because he looks close to the stage musical. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So I think this is a good moment to go from things that look bad to people who want to make you feel bad about the way you look. And that's Forever 21. And I'm not talking about their clothes that don't fit you properly either. The men's ones aren't too bad yeah, for Forever me 20, anyway. Forever 21 men's is like, okay, but to be fair, it's very easy to make men's clothes. Girls' clothes, it's like everything feels like it's put on sideways. Oh, really, Allison? Oh, really, Eve St. L- L- Allison? I really, wish. Oh, really, Coco Allison? Coco-, Coco Allison sounds like... Coco Allison sounds like a hot chocolate brand that I put out after I got, like, an investment on Shark Tank, but then it, like, doesn't go anywhere. It all expires or people get sick from it. Anyway, look for Coco Allison in your uh, grocery store next year. So several Forever 21 shoppers... Um, started complaining on Twitter after they received orders. And when they opened up their, you know, uh, bag of orders, online orders, I should say, um, mm-hmm. they found a sample of a new Atkins lemon bar inside. So in case yeah. you're not familiar, Atkins bars, remember Atkins from like 15 years ago? Oh my God, people are still on that. I know, it's crazy. I honestly thought Atkins was like left in 2004, but no, it's still around. So <laughs> Atkins bars are like low, uh, low carb bars. That you eat when you're on a low carb diet, or if you just like whatever you want an appetite suppressant bar. Anyway, point is, it's a diet bar. So people were finding these Atkins bars, and 
it's not really known like based on like people's twitter comments it wasn't really known who received the bars but most of the complaints were from uh women who had placed orders for plus size clothing yeah so So, like who knew that cheryl teagues was working in the fulfillment center (laughs) forever 21 in case you don't know what i'm talking about cheryl teagues once fat shamed Ashley Graham when she, yep. Ashley was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Yeah. So yeah, she's all about this Atkins Barnum plus size clothes order box. So after people complained online, a rep for sorry, a rep Forever Twenty One reached out with a statement saying that from time to time, Forever Twenty One will surprise customers with test products. Like this time, it was the Atkins bar. Um, the Atkins bars they claimed were included in all online orders. So across categories, it didn't matter if you ordered plus size, if you ordered standard sizing, you got an Atkins bar. And they claim that they have removed all the diet bars from future orders and that they apologize for any offense that they might have caused, which. What I want to know is why the hell is Forever Twenty One giving giving out food with their orders know. anyway? I don't want food when I open up or, like nobody. You don't want a diet bar when you're opening up clothes of any size. Like, yeah, plus size is pretty bad, and they should have thought uh, maybe this isn't the best idea. Yeah, especially since they're not doing so well apparently. Yeah, with money, <laughs> they're like on the brink of bankruptcy apparently. So maybe they should have been like putting out better samples. A lemon. It, they would have been better off to just put whole lemons inside the bags and be like, here you go, summer's here, enjoy this lemon. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, I don't I don't want to diet bar anyway. Those things are gross. Like, even when they're offering them on the street, like, do you, Michael, do you walk I will around? eat it. You'll eat it? Yeah, yeah, I'll eat it. Because sometimes they're really sweet, but I'll need a couple. They always kind of taste like sand. Oh, they taste like shit. They're really gross. Also, yeah. if, for, if Forever 21 wants to give out freebies, they should be giving out little packages of needles and thread and a how-to book to teach people how to fix their clothes when they fall apart after the first time in the washing machine because that's what i would appreciate yeah just send a note do not wash this in the washing machine yeah just send yeah wash this in the sink yeah it's like if it's on a shirt they're like do not flex your arms pants they're like don't sit down (laughs) just stand up don't do anything no activities (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a whole this is thing that says no activities in like 20 different languages that's all they need to be sending out to people okay so annapurna television they announced in may that they're doing a series about the college admission scandal which is of course that scandal where rich parents including felicity huffman and Lori laughlin pay to get their kids into colleges mm-hmm. so in case you didn't know felicity took a plea deal but Lori and her husband massimo are going to trial they're so the Anna. Perna TV series is going to be a fancy one, like with fancy actors and mm-hmm. stuff, which is fine, whatever. But the TV version we've all been waiting and wishing for is mm-hmm. the Lifetime movie. Oh, it's going to be so, good. So in my best Anne Hathaway winning an Oscar voice, it came true. It came true. <laughs> oh. Oh, it came true. Yeah, it came, came true. true. So TV Line says that the two-hour Lifetime movie will be called College Admission Scandal. Creative. What, a, what a creative title, right? So it'll be directed by Adam Salky and written by Stephen Tolkien. Lifetime released the synopsis, and it doesn't mention Felicity Huffman or Aunt Becky at all. So I'll read it. 
College, college admission scandal will follow two wealthy mothers who share an obsession with getting their teenagers into the best possible college. When charismatic college admissions consultant Rick Singer offers a side door into the prestigious institutions of their dreams, they willingly partake with visions of coveted acceptance letters in their heads. But when Singer cooperates with the FBI and pleads guilty, the mothers who risk everything for their kids must face the consequences of their crimes and the loss of trust and respect from their families oh my god it almost kind of sounds like they're sympathizing with the moms am i reading too much into this No, they probably are i mean like, it's lifetime yeah lifetime has like paid aunt becky so many hundreds of dollars over the years that they're like oh we feel bad for her so the blast says that the two wealthy mothers in the lifetime movie will not be felicity or Lori. Mm-hmm. the they also, the Captain Obviouses at the Blast, say that Felicity and Lori are not going to play the mothers. So I guess I guess they don't like winning Emmys. No, obviously not. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to win hearts and minds of the audience <laughs> watching them. And get their careers back by doing a Lifetime movie. Yeah, exactly. So let's pretend that Felicity and Lori will be characters in this and well, do one... what. Well, Michael, they probably will be in a way because it's Lifetime. So instead of... Lori, the mom's name will be Chelsea. Leslie. Yeah. And the yeah, and like Felicity will be Flora. 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> this isn't a hallmark. Why movie. does she have to be Latina, Allison? <laughs> I wasn't oh my thinking God. of I wasn't thinking Flora. I was thinking of like a Latina woman. I was thinking of like Flora is in like an eighty year old woman. Okay, so let, let's just so right. let's pretend they'll be characters, and we're going to okay. do one of our favorite things to do, which is Dreamcast. Dreamcast. It's it, fun for you and not fun for the listeners because they're like, "Oh my god, these two are so stupid." It's fun for someone involved. So, and I will say this: based on our Dreamcasting of the Little Mermaid, which like all of Michael's predictions came true. No, I did only one. No, but yeah, let's say all. Let's yeah, yeah. Say all. I like that. You I like did, that. It's not truth, the, but I like. That. Yeah. Point is. I think that when you put out like vibes into the universe about stuff, the universe rewards you only when it comes to dream casting on our podcast. <laughs> Everything else, who knows? But I'm no. hoping that when we put this out, this will be who Lifetime picks. Yeah. Okay. One of ours. Well, one of ours has to get picked. They I'm guessing. Okay. So keep in mind that Lori and Felicity aren't going to be in this. Not and this all. is Lifetime. So mm-hmm. Meredith Baxter Bernie for all the roles, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's start with Rick Singer, who is the ringleader of it all, and he loves windbreakers. He, yeah. So whoever plays this character has to look good in a windbreaker. That's salt a must. Pepper hair. Yes. Okay. A Caesar so, cut. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Combing downwards on their forehead. So I picked Henry Winkler, and <gasps> I almost said Henry. He's okay. too A-list, don't you think? I he's way too A-list, but I will say this. So Henry Winkler, obviously very A-list. He like wins Emmys. Well, he has one M- one Emmy for Barry. He's on HBO. He doesn't need this shit. But Henry Winkler is also a really nice guy. I have heard. So. I think that if Lifetime called him up and was like, we think you'd be really good for this, he'd be like, sure, why not? I'll just tell HBO I need to take a break. I'll be there on Friday. Like, I and think it, he would and, do it. And it honestly, it'll take 15 minutes to film, if that's being generous. They just put him in a windbreaker and he'll be like, I cheated. They're like, great, your scenes are done. Yeah, goodbye. You're going to mm-hmm. win an Emmy for this. Yeah. Okay, so, so my choice might need a little age makeup, but okay. I, or maybe not, but I went with 
Vanilla Ice. Because... A little age makeup, Michael. <laughs> well, Vanilla Ice is in his 50s. What? Yes. Oh How old did you think Vanilla Ice was? He was probably... 32. So he was like eight years old when he came out with Ice Ice Baby. Oh my God. <laughs> no, he's ageless. He doesn't age. He's always so I went, I went with Vanilla Ice because he can work a stunning Caesar cut. And he but, has. So he's he's already halfway there. And he's, he's worked many a windbreaker, too. He's halfway there. It's true. And he's probably available. He's definitely available. So Felicity Huffman. Okay. I had a lot of fun with this one. So I chose two. So I wanted to go Classic Lifetime and choose Valerie Bertinelli because... What? <laughs> what do you How mean? How old do you think Felicity <laughs> Huffman is? A Valerie Bertinelli's age. No, Felicity Huffman's they like, might be, her, like sure, you're right. They might be kind of the same age. Felicity Huffman, I think, if I had to guess, I'd say she's fifty five and Valerie Bertinelli, I'd say she's sixty. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so Valerie Bertinelli in a blonde wig. But here's the thing. I think Valerie Bertinelli wouldn't want to do this. I think that she's too good for this. So my second choice has been, and it's gonna involve some like a little bit of age makeup, Melissa Joan Hart. Oh yeah, I thought of her too. Okay. Yeah, I think she'd be great one. for Felicity Huffman. Yeah. So I went with two choices, too. So my okay. first one was Dana Delaney. Oh, classic. Gone Blonde. Yeah. And my backup, who she might need a little bit of age makeup, but maybe not, uh, Jenny Garth. Because <gasps> Felicity does this thing where she kind of locks her jaw when yeah. she talks a little, and Jenny kind of does that, too. It's true. Oh, my gosh. She would maybe need a little bit of age makeup. But Just this touch. is This is assuming Lifetime has, has the budget for... Age makeup. They're probably just going to shoot everyone in that like um, age progression filter. filter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jenny Garth is a great choice. Okay, William H Macy. Only one. Bruce Greenwood. So Bruce Greenwood, I don't yeah. think has ever. So if you if you can't, he might remember, be two A list too. He might be, but no. Here's I'll tell you why he's not. So Bruce Greenwood, in case you are like, it's a question mark. Like who is that? So he was the like diabolical husband in Double Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. So Bruce Greenwood, he like kind of looks like William H. Macy. And part of me was like, oh, he's too good for Lifetime. And it turns out that, yeah, he is too good for Lifetime. He's never done a Lifetime movie, but he has done a Hallmark Christmas movie, which tells me that he is willing to go there. He's open to basic cable movies. Yeah. So I think he'd be good for that if he grew his hair a little. Okay. I went with Jerry Springer in a dramatic acting turn. Do you think Jerry Springer might be too old? They're, I think they're probably close in age. I think Jerry Springer is like 80 years old. Let's look this up. We need do you to want to put money up. on it? Yeah, I'll put money on it. You will. How old do you think Jerry Springer is? Okay, I'm going to do an honest guess. 79 years old. So he, he, can't, he cannot be any younger than 69. He hey. is 75. <laughs> Oh my god, Michael, I was four years off. How old do you think William H. Macy is? Mm, 50, 58. 58? Uh, maybe 55. Uh, really? Is that what you're going to go with? 50, 55 is my final answer. He's the greatest age of all ages. He's 69. Oh my god, 69. So yeah, so Jerry Springer can do it. Okay, he could. That's a good choice. That's good. Okay. Lori Laughlin. Um... There's only one person in my mind, and it's Candace Cameron Bure. Really? Because, okay, if you look at pictures of Candace Cameron right now, she kind of looks like Lori Laughlin. She does? She does. She definitely does. Because at first, after I was like, I've eaten a pizza, is that what you had? A Pizza Hut pizza? 
I'll tell you what I had. I had a stuffed cheesy bites. Okay, so after I had that, then she'll look like Lori Loughlin to me. Yeah, she'll look like anyone (laughs) you want her to look like. (laughs) So who did you pick? I went with Cindy Crawford. What? You think that Cindy Crawford is going to do this? Well, you're right, because I've seen Fair Game many times, and she's too good of an actress for a lifetime, honestly. But I did go with Cindy Crawford. And her return to acting, and her return to her first love, her yeah. greatest love, not her first love, her greatest Your love, greatest acting. Love. Yeah, modeling what's modeling. Um, I will say that I think that the more I like think about this, Cindy Crawford does kind of give off an Aunt Becky vibe. Yeah, and she kind of she has the bone structure for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Massimo, oh Eddie Cibrian. Oh really? Yeah, you don't and think I think he's too hot. Yeah, but they're gonna want to hot How up old? Massimo. What's the difference? That's true. What's the age difference in them? Oh, I think it's we're like all over the place. With we are. Ages. <laughs> we're like for Massimo, the kid from Room, <laughs> Jacob Tremblay. No, I think that um they're like not anywhere close in age, but with Lifetime movies, the husband is never like older looking it's the husband is always way young and way hot and buff yeah so it definitely buff. they're always wearing tight t-shirts so that to me is eddie cibrian okay i went with Corey feldman in lifts what Corey feldman massimo kind of looks like Corey feldman to me in the <gasps> eyes have you in the eyes i'm serious Only in the put eyes. them side by side you'll see it it <laughs> Eat those Pizza Hut cheesy bites or whatever the what those were, and you will see it. Maybe. Have you been eating Pizza Hut cheesy bites? Because <laughs> no, I've been smoking crack. Okay, so that's why okay. I didn't see it. Okay, finally. Okay. The biggest role in them all. We're not going to mention the other Lori Laughlin and Massimo daughter because who cares really? So we're going to mention. The, so we're going to Dreamcast the biggest character of them all. This is the one that's going to win the Emmy. Uh, yeah. Olivia Jade. Yeah. So Lori Laughlin and Massimo's Instagram influencer daughter. The one who didn't want to go to college in the first place. Yeah. So I think you're going to probably be way more accurate with your guess. So I picked Ariel Winter from Modern Family. Okay. Be- just because I think that she can do... She like, can do it. She can do Instagram thoughty and she needs she something to do She can do fake after. tears. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, that's who I would guess. But it, I don't think that's a great guess. So I'm excited to hear yours. Okay. I went with... Kaya Gerber, because if Cindy Crawford's <laughs> going to be in it, then her daughter in her acting debut will be in it. And she will fulfill her cliche destiny by going from model to model actress. Yeah. And it's a legacy project, like many Lifetime projects are. Yeah. Perfect. So so that's our cast. Mm-hmm. Lifetime, send us the checks when you when you cast every single one of our picks. There's good, they're going to do two movies. They're going to do one movie with your pick and mm-hmm. then one movie with my pick. And obviously Lifetime is going to call us and ask us to be the screenwriters for this project. So if the podcast goes silent for a while, it's not because iTunes has removed us from the iTunes store. It's because we're writing the Lifetime movie. Yeah, we're writing Cindy Crawford's role of a Lifetime. <laughs> In this part, Allison and I are going to go over five stories kind of quickly, sort of quickly, mm-hmm. starting with Thor. So Comic-Con happened in San Diego over the weekend, and it was a nerd orgy of delights, basically. So Marvel announced lots of things, including Natalie Portman playing Lady Thor in the next Thor movie called Thor 
Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. So Natalie played Thor's astrophysicist girlfriend, Jane Foster, in the first two Thor movies. She wasn't in the third one. She was in, Invent- in Avengers Endgame, but they used old archive footage of her, and she recorded a new voiceover. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't been in the Marvel Universe for a while. But in the fourth Thor movie, she'll become Thor. So they mm-hmm. haven't said what the plot is, but in the comics... Thor loses his powers and renounces his name, and Jane picks up the hammer and turns into the goddess of thunder mm-hmm. and the new Thor. Tessa Thompson will also be back as Valkyrie, and Valkyrie will be a lesbian, making her the first openly LGBTQ hero in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Um, so I don't, I've never seen a Thor movie. Shocker. I've seen the first one. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just I've never. I mean, I'm sure they're fine. They're whatever. Well, but. how can how can they be bad? It's Chris Hemsworth. That's the thing. Almost naked, right? Yeah, they're probably the sexiest of the Marvel movies. So, um, but I am kind of familiar with Thor as a person. So when as I heard a that, person, as I know him. but when i like thought of when i heard like natalie portman was gonna be thor all i could think of is like i hope that when she becomes thor thor like shoots off some of his powers into her because i don't know if natalie portman has enough muscle mass to lug that huge hammer around she's like four feet tall she's the size of it yeah that's what i was thinking like she's going to have to get so buff she's gonna have to team up with the hammer and it's just like the two of them like a duo yeah and get buff and she's vegan so basically no kale for any of us because she's going to eat it all she's gonna need everyone to bulk up and now my sister is gonna who's vegan she's gonna be like i just want to let you know that we don't only eat kale <laughs> we eat a lot of things, she's okay? like we we can also get protein from quinoa so <laughs> yeah so shut up miranda lambert is still married to that hot cop brendan mclaughlin uh, you can pick yourself up off the floor after falling over sh- shock mm-hmm. from that news. But Miranda and Officer Brendan have been married for about six months, and they've been splitting their time between Nashville, where she's based, mm-hmm. and New York City, where he's based and works with the NYPD. Mm-hmm. Page six says that Officer Brendan is taking a leave of absence from his job. A source also says that Miranda bought them a $2 million apartment in New York City and that she loves spoiling Officer <laughs> Brendan who makes a little over 90k a year. Miranda's currently on tour and Brendan is with her. So when yeah, basically I'm sure that when he went into his like, you know, superior officer or whatever and was like, I think I'm going to take a break for a while. I bet like they were like, yeah, cuz your wife is Miranda Lambert, right? Like and she's on tour. I I'm, what I'm trying to say is it finally probably clicked for him who he was married to. <laughs> Why are you saying he's dumb? Hot and dumb and full of cum. <laughs> oh, maybe. But, okay, maybe. I get why Officer Brendan took a leave of absence because, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. he's married to Miranda Lambert. But what I don't get is why Miranda Lambert agreed to it. Because how is she going to cheat on his ass if he's always around? Miranda, you didn't think this through. No. So Lance Bass has said before that Britney Spears was one of the first people he came out to. And he said on Watch What Happens Live that he went to Las Vegas right after Britney married her first husband, Jason Alexander, not the Seinfeld one. And she was crying because she realized what she had done. And so Lance tried to make her feel better. And he did that by telling her he was gay. Took her to her room and we were sitting on the bed and I was like, and she wouldn't stop crying. So I was like, I'm gay. 
Because you were trying her, to give her something. Yeah, and it made her stop crying. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. And was she so sweet and supportive? Yeah, she chuckled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably chuckling because she was like, Oh, Lance, it's sweet that you thought you were telling me something I didn't know. She's like, I know. And that, that reminds me of that amazing clip. With Brian Seacrest? Brian Seacrest, yes, interviewing yes. Brittany and Will I Am. Mm-hmm. And Will I Am says something to Ryan like, you spray cologne on your girl, something like that. And <laughs> Brittany Mal's girl, he's <laughs> like, like, she knows. She knows. Okay, the Laredo Police Department in Tennessee warned people not to flush their drugs, like meth, down the toilet because it's tainting the creeks and rivers and creating meth gators. We talked about this on the last episode. Mm -hmm. So they're now saying that it was just a joke to highlight the dangers of flushing drugs down the toilet and says the meth gator does not exist. You know, I bet you there's some meth gators in Florida who can prove you otherwise. Yeah, they don't appreciate this meth gator erasure that's happening. But you know what? I mean, look, if if gators really want to get high on meth, do you think they're going to wait for humans to dump it into the water system? No, they're just going to crawl up to your front lawn and be like, give me your meth. I am a gator. And you're going to give it to them because it's a gator. <laughs> Are you on meth when you came up? On <laughs> came, no, you were on um, Pizza, Pizza Hut Cheesy Hut. Bites. And finally, Snooki from Jersey Shore was on the Women on Top podcast and talked about having sex after giving birth. She has three kids and said with the first two, she had to wait six weeks to have sex again because her kuka, which is Snooki for <laughs> vagina, got ripped. But she didn't have to wait long with her third and probably because her coochie was huge by then. That's what she said. Oh, God. But she says that after uh, that sex after giving birth is being like a virgin again, saying it just hurts. It's uncomfortable. It starts to feel good after you get into the motions, but you need a lot of lube. Let's just put it that way. So uh, Allison, (laughs) being someone who just gave birth. I did. Okay, so she is right when she says that you're supposed to wait six weeks. That's like a general thing where people are like, try not to do it for six weeks. Six weeks. (laughs) Um, But I... Um, I feel very bad for Snucky because as somebody who um, gave birth to a almost nine pound baby Ugh, yeah. with with no drugs. Um, no drugs? No, not even a Tylenol. Why didn't you just ask for some, put them in a FedEx box and send them to me? <laughs> next time. I, next next time, time. Next time I'll be like, I'm going to need all the drugs. Wink, wink. <laughs> but, but okay. So here's, I'm, I don't want to get too graphic, but like I was tore up from the floor floor up i do have a lot of stitches and i was again no drugs when i got these stitches so i'm not i'm not asking for a pat on the back here but you know i'd like a pat on the back um but sex was like the last thing that i could think of because like when i was going to the bathroom it hurt like every time i would go number two i was so scared felt like my asshole and my vagina was just gonna fall out into the toilet like for like months, like three months was when it finally stopped. So I cannot say that like after six weeks, I wasn't like, oh yeah, give me that dick. Like I was just like, no, thank you. Things are really bad down there. And like, of course it hurts. Of course it hurt her. Like I know that her husband probably thinks like, hell yeah, it hurt. I'm that big. But it's like, no, Snooki's husband. It's because literally all of her muscles were like just ripped apart. Like from the yeah. ceiling to the ground, like, and I think that she's like when she says like, "Oh yeah, it started to feel better after a while." It's like I think 
you were going numb. Like, I think it was just your body was like, I need to check out. I need, I can't do this. Yeah. But you know what? This is why I just do it in the park. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian Palicki, who was in Friday Night Lights and that Wonder Woman TV show mm-hmm. that never saw the light of day. She played Wonder Woman. She got married to Scott Grimes on May 19th of this year. They're in that show, The Orville, together. Mm-hmm. So she filed for divorce on July 22nd. And on the divorce paper, she stated that they got separated on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. So they were married for... Not a long time. It was her first marriage and his third. Three times not a charm. No, not in this case. So that got me thinking about celebrity couples that haven't been married a long time. Uh And so, Allison, I'm going to test your knowledge in short celebrity couples. And you're going to ace this because you have your master's in this, correct? I do. I love an accidental marriage. (laughs) So I'm going to name the couple and the year they were married. And I'm going to give you multiple choices of how long they were married. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you five couples. And if you get three or more right, you'll earn your PhD in short celebrity marriages. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot riding on this. The hag I come. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So I brought this up in the last segment. So it's only fitting to start with this marriage. Mm -hmm. Britney Spears and Jason, not the Seinfeld one, Alexander, Mm -hmm. they got married in January 2004. How long were they married? Five hours? 15 hours? 55 hours? I know this one because this is like the gold standard. It was 55 hours. You are correct. She filed for an annulment stating that she had a lack of understanding of what she was doing and was (laughs) incapable of agreeing to the marriage. In other words, she was plastered. Oh, she was Britney Spears. Okay, number two. Mm -hmm. Couple number two. Mm -hmm. Mario Lopez and Ali Landry, a.k.a. the Doritos Doritos girl. Doritos girl, yeah. They dated... For six years before getting married in 2004. Mm-hmm. How long did they last? 35 days? Two weeks? 72 hours? Oh, God. Okay. I think it's... You said 35 days? Yeah. 35 days, two weeks, 72 hours. I think 35 days. Two weeks. Oh, So she filed for divorce because he cheated on her during their engagement, which, duh, it's A.C. Slater. Yeah, classic Mario Lopez. Once a slut, always a slut. Yeah. Couple number three, Drew Barrymore and Tom Green. Mm. They married in 2001. How long were they married for? 201 days, 163 days, 69 days. I wish it was 69 days. I bet. Tom Green wishes it was 69 days, too. But I think it was 100 and... What did you say? 163. 163 days. I think that's it. Yes, you okay. are correct. Yes. So Drew was also married to a bar owner named Jeremy Thomas for mm-hmm. 39 days in 1994 when she was 19. So Tom so Green was her second shorty marriage. Mm-hmm. Her second Kevin Hart 
marriage, if, if you, you will. will. So couple number four, Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney. They got married in 2005. How long were they married for? Uh, 128 days, 205 days, 12 days. Well, I can tell you the exact reason she listed when they got split up. Yeah. Fraud. Yeah, that was a big thing. <laughs> that was big. Um, but I, I honestly, I have no idea what this one. I can't remember. In my mind, I thought they were married for like a year. So no. I want to say the, what do you say, 200? I said 128, yeah. 205, 12. 205. My guess is 205. No, it was 128. Mm. So like you said, she filed for an annulment citing fraud, which of course fueled the gay rumors yeah. about Kenny Chesney. And later she said she, they like she was doing an interview and they asked her about it and she said she forgot that she was married to him. <laughs> but then she said she was sad how people were using gay as an insult when talking about the marriage. So couple number five, this final, this is an old school one. Uh-huh. And it's about a marriage legend, Jaja Gabor. Oh, yeah. So Jaja married Count Philippe de Alba, who is not related to the Duchess of Alba, in 1982. How long were they married for? 20 minutes, three days, one day. Oh, my God. And I read her. And this is for the win, Allison. Okay. Three days? Was Was that an option? Yeah, 20 minutes, three days, one day. Okay, I think it was three days. I'm sorry. Alex. One day? Was it one day? It was one day. <gasps> so God. because she was married to her, she was still married to her seventh husband, Michael O'Hara. And C- Count Philippe and Jaja broke up a day after their wedding and never got back together. Right. Bonus. So I got a bonus one for you. You can okay. turn it around. This one's not multiple choice, though. Okay. So what is the shortest Hollywood marriage ever, according to Guinness World Records? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, wait, hold on. Was it Nikki Hilton and... Didn't Nikki Hilton get married? Yeah, she had a short one. Yeah, and it wasn't... No, that was not it. Okay, I don't know then. Who is it? Well, this is old. (laughs) This is super old school. So it's... Rudolph Valentino. <laughs> this is so old. We're going back. And actress Jean Acker got married in 1919. Okay. Right after the ceremony, she regretted it and she wouldn't let him into the honeymoon suite. He knocked for 20 minutes before going home. So they were married for, they separated after 20 minutes pretty much. Oh my God. He gave up after 20 minutes. That's like, that's. That's, I mean, that's honestly 19 minutes too long. Too if long. I just married your ass and, you and I knock on the door, f- you know, for a minute and you don't answer, it's over. Yeah, they could have beat their own record there. So I'm sorry, Allison. You did not get your PhD. I didn't. But you know what? I'll go to night school and I'll try to earn it back. <laughs> and we'll try again in a year. Yeah, when someone else gets married for two hours. (laughs) Okay, so that ends this episode. And if you have a question for us or a note or you were married for less than 20 minutes and you want us to shout you out, you can email us at dtp at dlist.com, dtp at dlist.com. So happy 50th episode, Allison. Woo! Well, like pop streamers like Rip Taylor. 
Bye. Bye.